bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ completely. Galatians 6.2 This week we continue the series entitled Participating in the God-Ordained Way with testimonies from various brothers and sisters on the practice of the vital groups and migration. This meeting was held in January of 2011 in Anaheim, California. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, My name is Jenny McGuire, and I'm speaking for my husband, Brandon, and myself. Uh, We just migrated about four and a half months ago to Minneapolis. Um, I'm a native Californian, so praise the Lord if it's possible for me to live in a snowy country. I think all of you can, too. but my test, our testimony is that when we got married, um, you know, we had both been to the training and we, we went back to our sending locality to serve. And we, we loved being there with the saints we had been built with. We were so happy. And the Lord touched us in some sharing, you know, that, um, that to not get set, settled, and occupied, but to be sent by the Lord wherever we are. And so we went to the Lord and we just said, Lord, we don't want to be set, settled, and occupied. As Right when we get married, you just start to put down your roots. So we were just before the Lord as to um, how to stay available to him. Well, I ended up getting into a graduate program in Atlanta, and so we moved to Atlanta. And then we were able to spend the summer in Louisville for an internship. And then we also moved to Paris for three months um, this last summer. And um, and as we were seeking the Lord um, in each of these places, we just we knew we can't make it on our own. You know, um, we we're not strong members. We're just you know normal members. And um, Anyways, so the Lord has been faithful. Every place we've been, the Lord has given us saints to go on with. And we're just so thankful. Um, And our testimony is that as we move, um, it's not easy on our soul life. Um, We've moved a lot in our marriage, but um, the Lord has been really faithful to, um, as we get built with others, um, then it's easier to get built with, with other saints. So, um, and the Lord is training us not to look for, to our environment for satisfaction. And we are more happy in Minneapolis than we were when we first migrated to Atlanta because we've learned how to look away. And I'm just, I, I'm just praise the Lord. Um, it's so encouraging what the Lord is doing in Minneapolis. We've had, um, a number get saved. We've had, we're meeting in a home. There's like 20 of us and, um, and there's been about five baptisms. We've had new ones come up to the door and, like, ask if we were believers and, and come meet with us and bring their whole household to come meet with us. Um, and I just say, you know, it's, it's totally not, not um, anything that we've done. It's just presenting our bodies. And um, as we go on, we realize we're short of the supply, you know. We're not anything. We need the Lord as our source. And so it causes us to be desperate. And so I'm even more desperate now because I have to function. (laughs) And so I'm like, Lord, I need the supply. So it's just really encouraging um, that the Lord, amen, he's able to go on um, in, in, in many different places through, through us being built with the members of the body. Amen. Caleb Chen from Houston, Texas. Um, many of you brothers and sisters 
probably were at the Young People's Training in 1987. And uh, if you were there, remember the song that we sang repeatedly was that we are the ones, O Lord, you've waited for. You remember that, brothers and sisters? 1987. (laughs) I do believe that we are still the generation that the Lord has waited for. Do you not believe that? And the brothers who are before us are the generation that's preparing our generation to bring the Lord back. There needs to be a generation of people who are willing to see the vision of the Lord's recovery and bring the Lord back. You know, uh, during the uh, Thanksgiving conference, um, what touched me the most was just the title, needing to have a fresh vision of the Lord's recovery. And why did it touch me? It touched me because the generation before us saw the vision of the Lord's recovery. Even they've carried out the vision of the Lord's recovery to a certain extent. The matter of prophesying is so normal among all the churches today because there was a generation of brothers who were willing to push and push and push until the function of all the members of the body could be recovered. So what is the vision of the Lord's recovery that we need to see today, brothers and sisters, our generation? This vision needs to be our vision, not our parents' vision, not our spiritual parents' vision. And what is this vision? Number one, we need to know this, right? Number one is that we need to see and enjoy Christ as our everything. Praise the Lord. And number two, we need to see the unique vision, the unique oneness of the body of Christ. And number three, we need to recover the matter of the functioning of all the members of the body of Christ. This vision has to be our vision. This is the vision of the Lord's recovery. and needs to be something that we see ourselves. If we don't see this vision, we're living still by inspiration. You know, training by training, conference by conference, we get encouraged. But brothers and sisters, we really need to be the generation that sees the vision of the Lord's recovery. Before the children of Israel entered in the good land, they were instructed. uh, They were Moses and Joshua were instructed to reread the law. Right. To review the history that they had gone through all those 40 years before they could enter into the good land so that they would not forget what is uh, what had they had gone through? So, brothers and sisters, really, this needs to be something that we see. The Lord's recovery cannot be our parents. The Lord's recovery needs to be ours. And we need to see this vision. And this vision has to direct our daily living. Amen. Brother Scott Stone, praise the Lord. Eighty eight, eighty seven. We were on the campus. You were gained at that time. We were young people at this time. But brothers, now we are adults. We are adults that need to help the previous generation bring the Lord back. Praise the Lord. My name is Tim Titchener. This is my wife, Hannah. Um, We're from the church in Düsseldorf in Western Germany. And um, I'd just like to share something concerning um, our experience in the last few years and especially concerning the word small. Um, Because we came from a large locality We were from London uh, before, it was a large locality, and we've moved to to Germany in 2008, in September 2008, so we moved to a new beginning. There were no no saints there at all, Um, and we moved in a small way, we we moved as a small group, and uh, this was the fellowship, and my concept was very much um, big is good, small is bad. 
think small, small is a hard word for the natural man to take because we were used to being in a, in a locality where everything is there. There's, the brothers are, are a big umbrella. Um, the church life is a big umbrella to you. And it's very easy for you to kind of um, a little bit go into autopilot. Um, if you function, you can function. But if you don't, you, can, you, don't, need, you don't need to make... You, you can really just be there. Um, but then there's a question, well, where, where is the vitality? Um, but when you're small, and by small I mean a group of eight or five. We moved as a group of eight. Um, when you're small in that kind of a way, you, you're, you get desperate very quickly. And that's a very, very good thing. I feel this is a wonderful thing. And um, we were all our age. There was, there was nobody who uh, I would say was kind of, we would regard as being experienced or responsible in, a, in, in, that, in that regard. We, just, we were just kind of our, our age. Um, but you just get very desperate <laughs> um, to go to the Lord and to spend time together with companions and begin to pray together. Mm-hmm. And this really, you really very quickly find where you are spiritually. Mm-hmm. And this really is a, is a big help uh, to bringing in our function mm-hmm. and to uh, praise the Lord. Amen. Cause us to be desperate and cause us to be vital. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I really enjoy being in Dusseldorf because um, it's put us in a situation that's made us desperate to be vital. And what I've really appreciated in the last two years is it's been a real conversion to the tree of life. I, I think we've often heard that the Lord does things by life, but I don't think I ever really understood it until I was in a situation where I realized if we don't enjoy the Lord, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> if, we don't, if we don't spend time with the Lord, nothing's going to happen in the city. But the more time we spend with the Lord and praying together, we realize things happen, but we can't take any credit for it. The Lord just does things in his way. And we've been there for two years now, and now we're a group of 12. So it's still small enough that nobody can hide, and we all need to function. But the Lord is definitely growing and and building up something solid there. So praise the Lord. My name is Paul Friesen. Me and my wife are in the church in Champaign. Uh, just a little update on the stats there. There's about 50 saints meeting regularly on Lord's Day. Um, there's three saints serving full-time, and we have regular contact with about 40 or so new ones. Um, uh, let's see, there's about six or seven families or couples, and uh, a lot. Of, and about half, or, half of the members of the church are college students. And we don't have any junior hires or high schoolers, so we need some of those. Send them our way. Um, I was really touched in this training by Isaiah 54. Every morning, uh, the Lord was awakened to hear as an instructed one. And, um, and also that in that message, this matter of the Lord serving us. Um, you know, the Lord, uh, but sometimes we're, in a sense, um, scared to open to the Lord because of two reasons. We're rebellious and because we're saturated with the concept of deputy authority. And so this can pre- prevent us from contacting our head. And I think, um, you know, like, like what was shared, we really have to, the word that we hear becomes the, um, uh, becomes the vision that we see, which becomes the burden that we receive and bear. So for this, we have to go to the Lord directly. And I just want to um, just mention a personal experience um, being in this locality. Um, after I think it was after last training, just taking the outlines and going to spend time with the Lord, pray 
you know, pray over the outline points. Um, when we do this, when we pray uh, using the ministry in our prayer, the Lord really has a way to impress a vision on us. Amen. And then has a way to uh, deliver a burden to us. And, um, saints, we have to serve by a burden. We can't be serving just uh, because uh, just because somebody told us to serve or because uh, that won't last in the long term. Eventually, the Lord has to give all of us a burden and we can faithfully carry out that burden. Amen. So I, I'm just touched that we just need to spend time with the Lord to receive a burden from Him. Amen. My name is uh, Dennis Sloan. Uh, my wife and I moved to the church in Montreal last August. And I wanted to share experience of how we, we got there because for me, I never got a clear vision or a saying, the Lord, move here. But we had some feeling, and we prayed, we fellowshiped, and last August we decided to go visit Montreal and join the team there, and I'm still in Montreal. <laughs> uh, the Lord has, in my case, the Lord confirmed or moved after moving there. It wasn't a matter of, you know, getting a clear direction, but just following the Lord a step at a time. So it's... Really, it's really been encouraging to be there. There's seven on the team in Montreal, um, and a number of us are taking French classes. And who would have guessed? Uh, in my French class, there's a Bible contact who received the Bible two years ago. Uh, we offered her uh, uh, basic elements of Christian life, and she said, "I've already received that at a metro stop earlier." Um, so there's, you know, the Lord works behind the scenes. We do not all know what he does, but we just need to be faithful to him. Amen. So even though French taking French is not easy, but our, my burden has really uh, broadened to see what the burden is. It's not just for Montreal. It's not just for Quebec. But actually, there's a lot of French-speaking people in Montreal that are from Africa. All the French-speaking countries in Africa, a lot of them come to Montreal to study uh, because that's where they can adapt the easiest because it's majority French speaking. So our burden is for France, it's for Africa, but for the whole French speaking world. Amen. 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 Uh, Edward Mao from the church in Plano, Texas. And I wanted to share a burden that we've been entering into in our locality, uh, which is the burden to have the young people, the, uh, the younger adults rise up and take the lead. Uh, a few years ago, an elder from our locality had moved away, and I had the opportunity to meet up with him a year later. And in our fellowship, I had asked him why he moved away. His, his response to me was that he felt like the, the younger saints, he felt like the body needed the younger saints to rise up wow. and to take the lead. Amen. And uh, when, I, when I heard this, uh, I, I was touched that this was a brother who knew when to stop his work in order to allow the, the Lord to, to increase the body. Amen. So when I went back to our locality, uh, I met up with one of the brothers that he mentioned, and I was really surprised to see that this brother's hair had gone gray. So what happened was he was uh, not only serving in this uh, capacity, he had all these other burdens from before that he, couldn't, uh, that he still was uh, entering into. Amen. And after fellowship... Uh, after fellowshipping with all the other brothers, it was, uh, it was decided that he needed to release those burdens, which meant that brothers even younger than him needed to, take, to rise up and take, his, uh, take the burdens that he was bearing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my, uh, you know, my burden now is to, is to just, 
is to is to really impart this vision of the body to everyone. Amen. So I believe that the Lord will cause us to serve in a capacity that we had never thought we would ever enter enter into before. Amen. But I also believe that the Lord will get was faithful to give us this vision of the body Amen. so that uh, we realize that everything we do is for the building up of the body. Amen. And that if we if we see this that his that our yoke will be light and that our our service will actually be a pleasant to both us and him. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. Amen. You know, I just enjoyed, you know, saints, what our service to God is, is to express him. Amen. I have a similar testimony to this brother. I was on my way to Europe this year and I got a job and um what happened is my visa paperwork didn't work out. But I just really enjoyed our service to God is to express Him. Amen. And I just felt like, you know, we were praying. We have a lot of new ones that the Lord's been bringing. And this is nothing of what we are. We are nothing. <laughs> but I just, I just really enjoyed this year. I'm a school teacher, and I was in my class the day before the church prays for these Koreans because the Lord's bringing Koreans to this little rinky-dink church that has no Koreans. And the next day, the, the brothers, the, these one couple move off. So we prayed, Lord, we need Koreans. And I'm like, Lord, I'm a teacher. Look at me. How can I be on the campus? I have nothing. The next day, the Lord walks in with five Korean ladies who are, hi, we're here to learn English. And they're in our program. And I said, oh, you know Jesus. I start telling them about Jesus. And they said, they said yeah, they looked at me weird, but they came. And so one of the, one of the, Korean, one of the Korean ladies is actually, she's a teacher. And she stood up. She's like, I love this place. She's like, I'm an atheist, but can I come back? So she, she literally, and the testimony is that we are nothing and Christ is everything. Amen. She literally, she came the next time. These other saints shepherded her. She got baptized. She got added to the church. But I feel like, Lord, if we are enjoying him, Brother Scott, if we're drinking the water, people are going to get the water. Amen. Amen. Uh, my name is Chris Brown from the church in Pretoria in South Africa. And we just thought we'd like to share some of our experiences, uh, specifically from the beginning of this year, uh, in which we've seen the Lord, uh, He's seen the fruits of the travail of His soul, <laughs> um, in a way that we actually haven't really expected, and that there have been many uh, families coming into the church life, specifically with a real hunger uh, for the recovery version. Uh, many recovery versions going out uh, since the beginning of this year, just to kind of give you a, a you know, a, an idea, normally to meet the demand, the, about 50 recovery versions would go out uh, each year. <clears throat> but this year we've seen well over 400 recovery versions. I believe even over 450 recovery versions go out, uh, which has uh, caused a great need for shepherding for all these hungry seekers. And Mike, this has been a wonderful experience of shepherding uh, in a way which I haven't re I've never experienced before in which we, uh, are, we need to go to their homes <laughs> and take care of these ones uh, who are a lot older than us. Uh, you know, I would even think that maybe they should be shepherding me according to their age. You know, they've had so much more life experience, but what we really have is, are the riches. Uh, we, we really have Joseph's storehouse. Uh, and there's a great famine in, uh, in Christianity. And often, you know, these ones that would come to, 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 to get these recovery versions, they would just have, you know, well, it wouldn't be uncommon for them to have tears in their eyes, where they just realize, where have I been all this time? Or where, why, why, have, why hasn't this been told to me? Um, so we've just been so encouraged. For, uh, this has been a wonderful opportunity uh, to, just, to learn to shepherd, and which shepherding is a real salvation. 
it's been a, it's a, been a salvation to uh, to be saved from myself. <laughs> you know, shepherding is the best way to deal with the self, uh, specifically when you think you are too young to, or when you, you may have the thought of despising your youth. But we have to realize that we have what, what these seekers need. Amen. So may we rise up, especially in, in this GTCA burden, and, and feed all the hungry seekers. Amen. My name is Brian Lutz from the church in Atlanta. And I'd like to share about my experience of migrating as a serving one. Uh, in the beginning of uh, the end of 2007, this burden for GTCA began to come out. And there was a call for experienced serving ones to move to Urbana-Champaign to, join the, to start the team there. And as our player coach was reading us uh, that email, there was a feeling inside, kind of a, uh, an excitement, uh, you know, a very positive sense uh, to move. You know, I viewed it as, here's an opportunity to be a part of a move of the Lord. Why wouldn't I go? I'm available. Amen. So here I am, Lord. Amen. But immediately, the, you know, the enemy would come in and say, well, you're not an experienced one. I, I had just started serving, and maybe three months of experience of serving. So, <laughs> so certainly, you know, uh, there were some doubts. But... During this time, during my consideration, two portions of the word kept coming back to me. And the first one was in Romans 12.1. I exhort you, therefore, brothers, through the compassions of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. And in this portion of the word on the body of Christ, in the footnote here, Brother Lee says that for the body of Christ, we have to present our bodies. And the second portion that uh, uh, I was considering during this time was in... Uh, Revelation 3.8 in the Lord's epistle to the church in Philadelphia. He says, I know your works. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. And the footnote on little power says that what pleases the Lord is not that we do much, but that we do the best with what we have. So I just presented myself to the brothers. I'm willing to go. Uh, I don't have much. I don't have any experience really. But I'd like to do the best with what I have. Amen. I'd like to bear this testimony before the Lord when he returns that, Lord, maybe nothing would happen when I go. But at least I, at least I went. At least I presented myself to go. Amen. So like Tim Tishner said, I, really, you know, I came to find that. Uh, so I went to, I went to Urbana, and uh, the church life there was small. It was about 35 saints. And my experience was similar to Tim's, that the, church life, uh, the small church life is so wonderful. Amen. And it's so satisfying because, because all the saints are brought into function. I think it's all our experience that when we function, we're satisfied, the saints are satisfied, and the Lord is satisfied. Amen. May he gain us all as ones who would present ourselves a living sacrifice, Amen. doing the best with what we have Amen. so we can bring him back. Amen. Praise the Lord. My name is Nathaniel Stone from uh, College Station, Texas. Uh, I'm a second-year graduate student there, and, and we both, Nathan and I, we, we just wanted to share a little bit on what's been happening. Uh, the real, Lord has really done something there. And um, uh, the, this, uh, in message nine, I really appreciated this verse. Come to me, all who toil and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Amen. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. I came to College Station about a year and a half ago. And, you know, it's a smaller church life. Most of the, well, probably about uh, two-thirds of the saints there are college students. The rest are older saints or working saints. Uh, so, really, there is the need for the, for, the, for the students and for the working saints to really rise up to function. Amen. And uh, we happened to actually lose two of our full-timers. We had six, six, uh, six um, saints in our team, and two of them left to come serve in Building 8. 
So we, we had this, there, there was this gap. And so the students had to rise up to serve. And the students and the working saints. Anyway, um, Nathan will share more specifically on our experience, but it really has been uh, an, an eye-opening experience that we should not be those who despise our youth, no matter uh, how young, or we should not despise our age, no matter how young or old we are. Uh, we, in, the, in the Lord, we are all young, right? Amen. And in the Lord, we are nothing, and Christ is everything. Amen. And this has really been our experience in, in College Station. We have seen the Lord work as the hidden God. Amen. You know, we, we haven't, you know... Anyway, uh, I, I think you'll get a better idea when Nathan shares, but it's just... Anyway, there's so much in me about what's been happening there. And I just feel that there, there's so... You know, this is... A duplication of what's been happening all over the U.S. Uh, my name is Nathan Bahandas from College Station. Um, the students, the students uh, began to have a prayer time together, just just the students to pray. And there have been six of us who've been regularly going to that. Uh, three grad students, three undergrads. And um, last semester we had a prayer time, and towards the end it was getting painful and very hard. <laughs> And so we had a meeting with some brothers at the beginning of this semester. Uh, there was the brothers from Austin had, some, had the community saints come. And the students got some time with one of the brothers who shared. And we brought this up to him. Our prayer time is not enjoyable. And it's, prayer is supposed to be enjoyable. What's going on? And so he, um, he shared. He asked us a question. He said, do you pray for one another? And we said, no. And he said, do you care about one another? And we kind of, you know, we didn't know, <laughs> we didn't know what to say. And so he shared this. He said, he said, do you know Galatians 6.2? And we said, we'll remember it after you tell us what it is. <laughs> so this is, this is so good. It says, Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ completely. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. So... This, and one more practical point he gave us. He said, when you pray, don't have a list. He said, when, when the Lord, when the anointing is there to pray for something, pray for it. Amen. And if you pray for one thing for 30 minutes, that's where the Lord's anointing is. Just, just pray for that. And so we had a transition from a list, you know, and it was to, you know, like they were talking about, not, not a work-centered prayer time. And so, you know, one sister, her dad had uh, cancer, and he had to go through surgery. And so we had to, we had to pray for that. Anyways, we prayed, we prayed for the needs uh, of the students, and actually we've had a lot of, a lot of increase, like... Uh, this semester, we have new ones every, every Lord's Day morning. Wow. Uh, and anyways, we're, we're kind of a new church life, and this is, we're learning, but I just, I just wanted to pass that on. Amen. Let's go down to 60 seconds. Amen. My name is Daniel Bodeman. I'm from Fullerton. Um, I wanted to share on two things, the open homes and the uh, vital groups. When I first moved down to Fullerton, I was a you know, college student finishing off school, and some saints just had an open home on Thursday nights that I could go over to. And then through that, I started going to the Friday night meeting at their home because that was the only saints place I knew, knew where to go. Um, and then over the, year, you know, over the years, uh, 
we really became vitalized. I don't know how else to say it. You know, we started off, I think, as just a normal small group, kind of meeting together in a form, out, outward form. Um, but then we started praying together and then caring for each other's needs and um, really experiencing the Lord together in a real way. Um, and that was really what preserved me. Like along, you know, your college years and as you're growing older, there's lots of distractions and things that bring you away. But having the saints there, um, I know caring for me and praying for me, um, I was preserved in that way. And then uh, it, it, it became a mutual um, caring for each other in love. Amen. Uh, my name is Michelle Noga. I'm from Edmonton in Canada. And a couple years ago, um, the Lord raised up a vital companion for me. But as sisters, we didn't think we could do that much, but we felt we could pray. So um, we, we raised up a, a meeting. We didn't call it a vital group. We just called it a midweek sisters meeting. But our purpose was to come together just to pray. So for the first two years, we just prayed for each other. We prayed for the church's needs, and we prayed for the Lord's burden. And for the first two years, basically nothing outward happened, but we just saw marvelous answers to prayer. The Lord just kept being so faithful to answer uh, our corporate prayer. Amen. And then this year, uh, the Lord started to become very prevailing on the campus, and there were a number of uh, new sisters saved on the campus, and there was a need for some to go out and shepherd them. So a couple of us started to uh, go out and function on the campus. And also in the, uh, amongst the kind of sisters uh, in the community, some needed to be recovered. And the, again, the, the opportunity for visitation came up. And again, some were burdened to do so. Uh, to make a long story short, also I enjoyed the matter of the shepherding in the vital group. Um, you know, I was kind of tired from working and, and serving. And I wasn't able to, to meet the demand because of the work. And so I said to the sisters, you know, I just can't make that. And they said, well, that's okay. I'm free that day. I'll go meet with your new ones. And uh, so anyway, I was just shepherded that, the, you know, the, to the, uh, the yoke is pleasant and the burden is light. Amen. Amen. I touched a church life in Charlotte, North Carolina, because some saints were faithful to migrate. And I came, um, and I'm originally from Montana, and now I serve full-time here in Anaheim with 170 young people and with campuses full of young people all over the city. Um, there's only four people on our team. And um, I just recently spent two and a half months in Great Falls, Montana, where my family is. And there is a total of 12 saints, and the youngest ones meeting there are my parents. And my parents are being ushered into the church life. But the church life is struggling there. Um, saints, we have to go. We are not in the church life for ourselves. Do not get set. Do not get settled and do not get occupied because the rest of the body of Christ will suffer. Um, the saints, the runkles. Oh, praise the Lord for the runkles. These saints are seeking opportunity. And now they live in Helena, Montana. And they ministered to me. While they were there, um, they would come and they would meet with the saints in Great Falls. And it is oil and wine. We need to go out just as we are with what we have. And we minister Christ. And we bring the flow and we bring the supply. Amen. Uh, I'm from uh, uh, Tennessee, Florida, and we migrated together with a vital group uh, four months ago. And, um, um, I, it's an honor to join the, um, the God's Moon, and I just want to encourage all 
the sands and can migrate because we have a sister that she in a wheelchair and then you know she is very sick. She also migrate. Uh, I got saved in Austin a few years ago, so I'm a new one. I also can migrate. So anybody can migrate, but but I mean, but um, but I would just want to encourage all the sands, you know. If God calling you, don't wait because you might lose the chance to follow God more. Because you might wait for 20 years or 30 years, even a whole life, He never call you again. So uh, praise the Lord. Um, also, I encourage uh, if young people want migrate, can with the older saints migrate together, and then you can learn the experience with the uh, older saints, and older saints can bring the young people to migrate together and to become a vital and learning together for God more. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.